So we are doing Mesech Aleph. We are starting at the two dots, which is about 14 lines down in the middle of the page. Chamesh Tfilas Vasar Kedushin Teivel. So the Mishnah said that there were five Tfilas, five times you Teivel in a mikvah, and ten times you do Kedushadayim Vraglayim, which is washing your hands and your feet in the Kiyar. Basically, every time you change your clothing, you're going to do a Kedushadayim Vraglayim, dip in a mikvah, and then do another Kedushadayim Vraglayim. So therefore... There's five times you dip in a mikvah, but then before and after you're washing your hands and your feet, that's how you get to ten. He does five dippings in a mikvah and ten times he's mekadish. They're all in the uh, kadosh part, meaning the part of the azara that has kedusha, in the chamber known as the base of parva on the roof. Except for the first one, which was al gabe sharamayim, which was on top of the sharamayim, but it was uh, it did not have kedusha. That area did not have kedusha. Um, so the base of parva had kedusha. That mikvah had kedusha. That was on the inside. If you look at at the map in the beginning of the art scroll, right before Daf Beis, there's a map of the of the base of If you look there, you'll see that the mikvah, which is the blue marked area at the bottom on the south, southern part, marked in blue. The base of parva mikvah is on the inner part of the azar, in the inner part of the wall, so it has kedusha. The Mikvah that's on top of the Sharmayim is on the outer part of the Azar. It's on the outer part of the wall, and therefore it does not have Kedusha. And the Sharmayim was next to the chamber, where, which was the chamber of the Kohen where he stayed. Amr Bayabayi said, Shmamino, you learn from here that Ein Eitam, the Ein Eitam spring that fed the Mikvah that was on top of the Sharmayim, Mikarka Azara, from the ground of the Azara, Esther Mishalash Amas, had to be at a minimum 23 Amas higher than the floor of the Azara. Why? Because this spring fed this mikvah, and obviously you could not draw the water up, you couldn't carry it up, or use some sort of mechanism to lift it up. So therefore, in order for it to flow uh, naturally, it would have to be at least as high as the, uh, as the um, uh, uh, level of this mikvah, in order that if you built an, aque- an aqueduct that would just flow the water naturally, it would at, at the very least travel in a, in a straight line. And, the, and we'll prove now that the Sharmayim, that on top of the Sharmayim, it was 23 Amas high. How do you see that? Because all of the gates are in the base of Megdash, they were 20 Amas high and 10 Amas wide. Except the entrance to the actual Kodesh, the, the um, base of Megdash, the, 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 room, the, the building itself, which was double it. It was 20 Amas high and 40 Amas wide. Italian we learned it in another Braisa, the Rachatz Pesari. It says that he should dip his skin, right? Meaning anytime someone's tummy, he dips in a mikvah, his skin. But Mayim, we learn out the May mikvah. Has to be water of a mikvah, it can't be Mayim Shuvim. And so that means you can't draw it up. Kol Bissari, all of his skin means Mayim Shuvim. It means enough water to cover a person's whole body. And we learned how much of a Kamehin, how much is that Amal Amal Barum Shalashamas. It's the enough water that fits in the volume of a cubic ama by a height of three amas, so three cubic amas high, and to which Chazal calculated that three cubic amas high is the equivalent of 40 sun, that's how we get the 40 sun to mikvah. Now, again, since Ein Eitam had to feed this, and the water cannot be drawn up, so it had to be at the very least, at a minimum, it had to at least be as high, so you have the mikvah itself, which is three cubic amas high, on top of the Sharmayim, which was 20, which was 20 amas tall, so at a minimum, 20 plus three is 23. So that's how you know in Eitam had to be 23. But if you're going to put a mikvah on top of the Sharmayim, you need two things. First of all, you need the base of the mikvah to have to be sealed in with an amma of some substance that's like tar that's going to keep the water from going down. 
And number two, or, or some thick material. And number two is, the Amma Maziva, you need another Amma thick concrete on top of the wall to support the mikvah. The mikvah is going to be very heavy. Besides the mikvah itself, the water is also heavy. So you need an extra Amma of pavement on top of the wall, plus an extra Amma to uh, insulate the water. It shouldn't, it shouldn't leak out. So that's an extra two Ammas. So therefore it should be 25 Ammas tall, not 23 Ammas tall. So, so why did Abayi say only 23? So the gates of the Beis Amigdash came into Sheshaninu, since they were made of marble, so apparently the marble in those times was able to keep the water in, so you didn't need uh, much material uh, uh, in terms of keeping the water in the mikvah, and also since the top of the wall was made of marble, so it was heavy enough and strong enough to support the mikvah without having another ama of cement. And therefore, 23 was enough. Okay, so Frank Demar, okay, let's say 23 is enough, but you still need a little bit of tar, to a little bit of cement to connect the mikvah to the Sharmayim itself. So I, there's a slight amount of, of material that has to be there. So Frank Demar, but there's still a I was only counting whole Amas. And you're right, that was a partial Amma, but a partial Amma he wasn't counting. Then the Mishnah said, that they spread a linen sheet between the Kohen Gadol and the people to give him privacy. Why did they use a linen baget? Why, why not a wool baget or some other uh, material? They used the linen sheets that the Kohen Gadol should realize that today's Yom Kippur and the Avoid is different, everything's different about today. So since what was different about the, that day to the Kohen Gadol was that he was going to wear the four begadim, the linen begadim, and no no golden, no big day zahav. So therefore, So to hear, again, the same reasoning. The reason why they used the linen beged was to remind the Kohen Gadol today's Yom Kippur and keep that in mind and um, basically keep your eye on the ball and stay focused. Okay, Pajad Yard So then the, we, the next part of the Yom Kippur Avoida is the Kohen Gadol it goes down, he gets undressed, Yarad. Uh, he goes down the table, he dips in a mikvah, all of it in his topic, then he gets up and he dries himself off. He puts on the big days off. He's Now, this is the first time. So the mnemonic to remember is, if he's if he's about to do a regular daily avoida, he's putting on big days off. If he's going into the Kaddish Kaddashim, he's putting on big day lavan. You weren't allowed to wear the big day lavan into the Kaddish Kaddashim. So what you can tell is, whatever the Kaddish is about to put on, that can tell you if he's doing a regular daily avoida or he's doing a special Yom Kippur avoida in the Kaddish Kadashim. So so over here, since he's putting on the big days of, we know he's about to do some sort of regular daily avoida outside of the Kaddish Kadashim. But here, he doesn't say that he does Kiddush Yudayim V'Raglayim before the mikvah. It just says he goes to the mikvah and he does Kiddush Yudayim V'Raglayim after the mikvah. So we'll see a um, machlekes uh, uh, about why that is. Then they brought him the Karmen Tamit. Now, one thing to remember is that the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur has to do every Avoidah himself. Everything that's an Avoidah he has to do himself. So therefore, he's going to have to do the Shechita himself. But he's also going to have to do the Kabbalah, Kabbalah Saddam, catching the blood. Now, if he's holding the Shechita knife and the neck of the animal, how can he, he's not going to be able to hold the, the keli also. So what he does is, Kratzai, he starts making a small incision and does enough that at least it's considered a valid Shechita. But then, then he immediately hands the knife to the next Kayin to finish cutting through the Simanim so that once the blood starts spurting out, he's able to catch the blood himself. Again, he has to do each part of the Avoida and then he does the Zrik himself. And then he goes into the Kodesh to burn the morning Ketiris, which was burnt on the Mizbech Hazav inside. Well, hate the and to prepare the lamp, the the lights of the Menorah. Well, the Then he 
goes and he brings the limbs of the Tumid. Now, the limbs of the Tumid were skinned and, and um, butchered. That, didn't, we learned, could be done even by a czar. So that it was not an avoid that had to be done by the Kohen Gadol. But once it was butchered, now the Kohen Gadol has to go and bring it himself to the Kevesh and bring it up the ramp and put it on the Mizbeach. So that's what he does now. That's what he does. Then he does the Mechaz Chavitin, the Mechaz that was brought by the Kohen every day, the Kohen Gadol every day, and the wine that accompanied the Nesachim, that accompanied the Mechaz Chavitin. Okay. Kitar Shoshach and now. The, the, just, the, the Gemara just wants to tell us, the Mishnah rather, wants to tell us what's the process for doing the Kitaris every day. So, Kitaris Shalshach, the Kitaris in the morning, when was it done? It was done after the Zrika of the Tamid, but before you brought the Evarim on the Mizbeach. But Shalbein Abayim in the afternoon, it was done later. It was done after the Evarim, after the Evarim were put on the Mizbeach, but before the Nesachim were poured. Now, when the Kohen Gadol goes into the mikvah, the water there could be freezing cold. So if he was very old or he was a, he was a mafunik, it was going to bother him, the coldness of the water. Mm-hmm. So they would warm it up for him. What would they do? They would take water before Yom Kippur, heat it up, and then they weren't allowed to heat up water on Yom Kippur itself. Right? They keep it in a, uh, in, a, um, in a hot water urn, and then... On Yom Kippur, they would pour it into the cold water of the mikvah, so that the mikvah, right before he went in, so that it would lose some of its chill. So the Tamidim of Reb Papa said to him, they said, Reb Mishnah must not be like Reb Meir. Now, Reb Meir, the Gemara is originally going to think that Reb Meir and the Rabbanan argue on why you are doing Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim. Why is the Kain doing Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim? So the Gemara is going to assume for the moment that the Rabbanan hold that you take you do Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim for taking off a baggage and for putting on a new one. So if you take off a baggage, you do Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim by taking it off. And then when you put on the new one, you also do Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim. Reb Meir, the Gemara is going to assume hold that you do Kiddush Naim Raglaim always for the new Begit you're putting on, never associated with the old Begit. That's the Havamin of the Gemara. So therefore the Gemara is going to say our Mishnah must not be like Reb Meir. Because, uh, and there, uh, wait, so how does Reb Meir understand how do you have 10 Kiddush Naim Raglaim if you're only putting it on for the new Begit? So what he, Reb Meir holds is you get undressed, you go to the mikvah. Then I'm sorry, you get undressed and you do Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim. You go in the mikvah, and then when you come out and you get dressed, you do Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim again. So you do Kiddush Yadayim while you're naked, and then again while you're dressed. But both of them are after you take off the old clothes, because it's associated with the new clothes. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara is going to ask, according to our Mishnah, there's no initial Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim. You just do, go to the mikvah, and then Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim, which seems to be like the Rabbanon and not like Rameir. Because according to Rameir, you're missing a Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim. There should be two associated with putting on the begotten. That's the Gemara's kasha. So the so the Tamid Master Papa, it can't be like Amishnah can't be like Rameir. Dear Rameir, if it's like Rameir, came into Amatre Kadisha Livisha Avidlahu, since the, he, since Reb Meir holds that the Kohen Gadol has to do two Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim every time he gets dressed, here too, what should he do? He should do Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim, then go to the Mikvah, and then get dressed and do Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim again. But that's not what, what the Mishnah says. So it must not be like Reb Meir. So Amalur of Papa, Papa told him, no, you're misunderstanding Reb Meir. Reb Meir doesn't hold that you have to do two Kiddush Yadayim Vraglayim every time you get dressed. No, really, there's one associated with getting undressed and one associated with getting dressed. So why don't you do two in the beginning? Because when you take off your weekday clothes, when the Kohen Gadol first, very, at the very beginning of the Avodah, beginning of our mission, when he first gets undressed and takes off his regular clothes, that does not need Kiddush Daim Raglaim. It's Divrei Chol. It's weekday clothes. You don't need to do Kiddush Daim Raglaim on that. So both Rav Meir and the Rabbanon agree that you only need to do one Kiddush Daim Raglaim on the new clothes. 
So Amalur of Papa Papa. So Papa told him to me, then Bailer Rabban and Bailer Rab Meir, whether you hold like Rabban or Rab Meir, Charap Shita the Big Day Kaidish. You only need to do one Kaddish Daim Raglayim for removing uh, Big Day Kaidish, Vechad Alavisha, and one for getting dressed. So they both agree on that. I so if they both agree on that, so how come they have different orders? According to the Rabbanan, the order is Kaddish Daim Raglayim, take off the old clothes. Mikvah, new clothes, and then Kiddush Daim Raglayim. But you always dress when you do Kiddush Daim Raglayim, according to the Rabban. According to Reb Meir, you get undressed, and then you do Kiddush Daim Raglayim, then you go to the Mikvah, then you get dressed, and then you do Kiddush Daim again. Why do you do the first Kiddush Daim Raglayim after you get undressed? If it's associated with the old one, why don't you do it before? So Reb Papa explains this, Tamidim HaKabakam Eflugi. Here's the Machlekes. The Pasuk says, Ufashat, that Verachatz, Verachatz Velavash. Okay, so it says in the Pasuk that first he takes off his old clothes, then he washes himself, and then Velavash, then he gets dressed. So Reb Meir says that the Pasuk is being makish, making hakish. Makish Peshit Elvisha. It's teaching you to compare getting undressed to getting dressed. To teach you what? Just like when you get dressed, what do you do? First you get dressed, and then you um, uh, uh, do Kiddush Daim Raglayim. So when you get undressed, so you do the thing first, and then you do Kiddush Daim Raglayim. So first you get undressed, and you do Kiddush Raglayim, and then you get dressed, and you do Kiddush Raglayim. It always comes after. But Rabbanat Sari Rabbanat hold no. You compare getting undressed to getting dressed. That what? Just like when you... Um, when you get dressed, you're, you're wearing, you're dressed when you, when you do Kiddush Daim Raglayim. So too, when you, when you get undressed, you should still be wearing clothes when you do the Kiddush Daim Raglayim. So according to Rabbanan, you need to be dressed. That's why you do Kiddush Daim Raglayim before you take off the old clothes. And according to Rabbanan, no, you do it after you do the act. So therefore you get undressed and then you do Kiddush Daim Raglayim. Aye, so then according to everyone, why is there no Kiddush first initial Kiddush Adayim Raglayim in our Mishnah, because again, our Mishnah is talking about the first thing he's doing is changing out of weekday clothes. When you change out of weekday clothes, you don't need to do Kiddush Adayim Raglayim, not according to Reb Meir, not according to Reb However, we'll see that this explanation of Reb Papa, the Talmidim shlagged him up. Because Amalei Reb Papa, Reb Papa, they said, but how could you say that Reb Meir does not require a Kiddush Adayim Raglayim associated with the old with the old clothing? Fatan, you learned in a Brisa. Paris of Sodden, this is how he learns the, the initial thing. Is Paris of Sodden shall puts Beinol Veinoham, Pashat Yard Vitaval. He goes in, dips in a mikvah, and 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 um and come all of it and stop it, gets out and dries himself. So far, this is this Brisa is exactly uh, uh, comparing to our Mishnah, word for word. But now here's the difference. Mayor Mayor says no. Pashat. First you get undressed, and you wash yourself. Check this out. Reb Mayor is saying, wash yourself, even though you're getting undressed from weekday clothes, not like a Mishnah. And then Vyardatavel, go and dip in a mikvah, and stop it, get out and, and dry off. Then you put on the big of and then wash your hands and feet a second time. Clearly, Reb Mayor holds that one is associated, they're both associated with getting dressed. One is before you get dressed, and one is after you get dressed, because otherwise there's no associated with taking off weekday clothes. So clearly, Reb Meir holds that it's both are associated with getting dressed, like we initially thought. So Amaluhu, so Reb Papa answered them, Itanya, Tanya. Okay, I was proposing a possible teret, that you don't have a raya one way or the other, but if you have a braisa that's clearly a raya, then fine, then obviously Reb Meir does hold that. Okay, now the Gemara has a kasha, because Gemara says like this, according to uh, the way I explained it, there's, Kiddush Yadayim V'Raglayim, two associated with every mikvah, right? You do Kiddush Yadayim V'Raglayim, go to the mikvah, and then Kiddush Yadayim V'Raglayim. Now, there's five times you dip in a mikvah, 
because you're doing Kiddush Yadayim Reglaim ten times, right? Before and after. But I just said that in our Mishnah, you don't do Kiddush Yadayim Reglaim the very, very first time. So that's going to leave only nine, because there's one mikvah here that's not going to be have a Kiddush Yadayim Reglaim before it. So you're only going to have nine total, not ten. Now, according to Reb Meir, you're going to have the ten, because even when you change out of your weekday clothes, you're going to do Kiddush Yadayim Reglaim before and after the mikvah. But according to Reb Bannan, you're missing the first, very, very first one, so you're only going to have nine. That's the Gemara's Kasha now. Bishlam Reb Meir, it makes sense according to Reb Meir. That's how you have ten Kiddushin. El Reb but according to Reb you only have nine. You're missing the very, very first ones. Amal Lechon Reb Bannan, Kiddusha Basra, Kipasha Bigdei Kodesh, Vlovish Bigdei Chol, Avid Lehasa. So the Chacham are going to tell you, you make it up at the very, very end of the Avoid. When you change out of your big day kodesh and you put on your big day chol, you're going to do a, another kiddush daim reglaim after you put on your big day chol, even though you're wearing your big day chol, because that's the end of the avoid, that's the end of the day, the end of the service, and therefore, even though you're wearing your big day chol, you're going to do a kiddush daim reglaim at the very end of the day. Thank you.